Hello, this is Gary Moore speaking. Hello, Junior. This is Jimmy. Jimmy Durante, where are you? At home. A burglar just broke in and tied both my hands behind my back. Tied both your hands behind your back, then how were you able to dial the phone to call me? They don't call me schnoz for nothing. <laughs> The Comedy Caravan starring Jimmy Durante and Gary Moore with music by Roy Bargain and his orchestra and songs by Georgia Gibbs. And now we bring you a young man who is the newest rave in Hollywood pictures. Producers go for his face. Directors go for his face. And cameramen go for his face. And here he is, that gopher face boy, Gary Moore! Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much, my friends, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you, how. Let me tell you that I was going... Oh, there you are, Mr. Moore, you preposterous man! <laughs> Pardon me, are you suffering from lower plate wobble? What, what, what is that noise you make each week? Oh, that's the way I laugh! I just love to pull off a good laugh. Well, you better pull that one off somewhere and bury it. <laughs> but, Mrs. Wertelbertel, I'm, I'm glad that someone is happy tonight. Why, aren't you? Well, yes, but I haven't been sleeping well lately. Oh, but that's funny. For Christmas, I sent you a goose feather mattress. I know, but don't you think you should have taken the geese out first? <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Oh, what you need, Mr. Moore, is a glass of warm milk before retiring. Well, well no, I tried that, you see. In fact, I got a whole gallon of milk, and the first night I drank one glass full, and you know what? Why? All night long, I dreamed I was holding hands with Lauren call. Oh, my. Sure. <laughs> so the next night, I drank two glasses of milk, and all that night, I dreamed I was hugging Lauren call. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Naturally, I didn't want to miss anything, so... <laughs> the next night, the next night, I drank all the milk that was left. Oh, how exciting! What did you dream of that night? Getting my nickel back on the bottle. <laughs> Doesn't that break your heart? Oh, well, Mr. Moore, I'm almost afraid to go to bed since what happened to me the other night. What's that? Well, my sister and I were about to retire when I looked in the closet and there was a burglar. Oh, good heavens, with the help of your sister, I suppose you were able to overpower him. Oh, yes! <laughs> Isn't that awful? That poor guy, he'd have been better off if the cops had got him. But let's cast caution to the winds and present the one and only Jimmy Durante in person. I don't know it, but he's auditioning for a lump on the head. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, you, you've got an impish gleam in your eye tonight. You're right, Junior. I'm exuberant. You are. I just gave the report, report proper, to an extortionist. Well, good for you. Tell me about it. Well, I walked into a nearby fruiterer, and I nonchalantly bought two apples. The clerk says, here you are. These apples will cost you $2 a piece. So I gave him a $5 bill. As he was about to give me my dollar change, I said, keep it, we're even. I stepped on a grape coming in. <laughs> Good thing I didn't step on a cucumber, I'd be in the hands of the receiver. <laughs> really an expensive joint, huh? Junior, he makes money hand over fist. Why, in the back of the store, he's even got a saloon. Wait a minute, a saloon in back and a fruit store in front? Yeah, that way you can build yourself up while you tear yourself down. <laughs> and Junior, what a joint that saloon is. They've got eight beautiful waitresses walking around in bathing suits. And boy, is that manager naive. What do you mean? With eight girls walking around the joint in bathing suits? 
He puts up a sign that says, Keep your eye on your hat and coat. <laughs> well, I'm watching my hat and coat. Some wise guy stole my waitress. <laughs> now you know that you can't go wrong. Why you Bargy in the orchestra now, in a Roy Bargy arrangement of Evelina. Roy Bogg and his orchestra playing Eveline from the Broadway show Bloomer Girl. An elastic arrangement, I thought. <laughs> but let us not whittle nor dwaddle. It is time to call on my brilliant colleague, Mr. Gary Moore. Thank you, James. And oddly enough, you know, I was thinking how wonderful it is that you and I are partners. You know, Jimmy, I'd be lost without you. And I'd be lost without you, Junior. Well, I'd be lost without you, James. And I'd surely be lost without you, well, Junior. I'd positively be lost without you, James. But two grown men, we get lost awful easy. <laughs> only us, Jimmy. You know, it's been proven many times that two heads are better than one. Now, if you don't believe me, let me elucidate. Very well. But you'll have to excuse me, Junior. I've got to stretch myself across a river. You see, I'm playing bridge tonight. In the year 1882, this country was on the verge of a second civil war. Brother against brother, father against son. And all because of two wealthy parlor game manufacturers, named Thaddeus K. Tiddley and Harvey J. Wink. It seems that both men introduced their games in the same year, and in no time at all, half the country was tiddling, while the other half was winking. And the tiddlers wouldn't speak to the winkers, and the winkers wouldn't speak to the tiddlers, 
And the Winkers said the Tiddlers were Tiddlers, and the Tiddlers said that the Winkers were stinking, that they didn't like them at all. <laughs> and one day, one day, these two men met. Thaddeus Tiddly said, I'll see you, Wink. There's no sense to this conflict. Why not combine our two games? A splendid idea. What shall we call it? Well, how about Peachly Wit? No, no, I'd much prefer Winkly Tiz. I'd say Kiddly Net. I disagree. Nibbly King. Stinkly Wink. Winkly Stink. Dunkly Wong. Dunkly Stoom. Dunkly Fox. Dunkly Dunk. And you know something? They never did find a name for that game. But then, the next big partnership to be formed came into being in the northern part of old China between two men named Charles Ting and Lee Pong. They, they discovered this game of ping pong at lunch one day while trying to pass a hard-boiled egg with one chopstick. And, and to show you how successful they were, I should like to interview an average player of the now famous game of ping pong. <laughs> that dress sensing you in there? What? <laughs> Tell me, miss, do you, do you enjoy ping pong? Oh, my boyfriend and I think it's more fun than anything. Uh-huh. First, he hits the ball under the table and we go get it. Yeah. And then I hit the ball under the table and we go get it. Where does the fun come in? Under the table. <laughs> oh, yes. Ping pong is a great game. And remember, friends, ping pong spelled backwards is pronounced gnip gnup. <laughs> it is pronounced gnip gnup, which is even harder to play than ping pong. But then, parlor games are not the only field which has benefited from partnership. In New York not long ago, two manufacturers named J.P. Gurr and Alexander Dull met. Well, they pooled their resources and produced a garment which all women know as the Gurr Doll. <laughs> the Gurr Doll. Now, of course, since the rubber shortage, Gurr Dolls have been replaced by the old-fashioned costume. Now, if you'd like to have Mr. Dull tell us now what he thinks of the old-fashioned costume. I have just one thing to say about the corset. It don't mean a thing if you don't pull that string. <laughs> oh. Thank you very much, Mr. Dull. I'm glad we could squeeze you in tonight. <laughs> I have friends, as you can see, partnerships everywhere were paying off. And in Hollywood, Hollywood many years later, two inventors of card games met, Mr. Homer W. Jinn and Mr. Cyrus K. Rummy. They got together and invented a game that has swept the country. And Mr. Jim and Mr. Rummy call their game... T-Knuckle. <laughs> of course, they, they didn't want to call it T-Knuckle, but somebody had already patented Parcheesi. And so, so, friends, we come up to modern times, and the latest of partnerships, Jimmy Durante and Jerry Moore. And Howard, you know, the minute that Jimmy and I put our heads together, we knew we'd stick. But why? We had to. He got his nose caught in my ear and I couldn't get it out. <laughs> From Tiddlywinks and Ping Pong, it's but a short step to her nibs, Miss Gibbs. You got something special tonight, Georgia? Oh, you betcha, Gary. And for a very special bunch of boys in Ward 5 and Tilton General Hospital at Fort Dix, New Jersey. Here it is, fellas. Please don't say no. Say maybe. Oh, mm-hmm. 
in the orchestra now in a Roy Bargy arrangement of The Continental. Thank you. 
gentlemen, in place of our regular Friday night drama, tonight we present a brief but educational lecture by Dr. James Hollowell Durante, entitled, How to Raise a Model Garden or Never Get Caught with Your Plants Down. <laughs> now, in this... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Junior, how can I give a lecture? I don't know anything about flowers. Oh, now, Jimmy, you must know something about flowers. Flowers, like, like roses or chrysanthemums. Okay, if I'm going to give a lecture, tell me one thing. What is a chrysanthemum? Well, I'll tell you. A chrysanthemum is a flower like a begonia, and a begonia is part of a popular song like in When the Begonia Begin. And who wrote Begonia Begin? Cole Porter did. And what's a Cole Porter? Why, well, a Cole Porter is a man who carries coal, in other words, a minor. And what's a minor? Well, it's a... Uh... minor is the opposite of a major, and you know what a major is. A major is one rank lower than a colonel. What's a colonel? Well, he's a... colonel is something that comes on corn. You know what corn is? Corn is moonshine. What is moonshine? Well, moonshine it's... is romantic. That's what it is. When you're romantic, you're in love. And when you're in love, you give flowers. And if you give your girl flowers instead of the day off, you'd know what a chrysanthemum is, and I wouldn't have to stand here and explain it to you. <laughs> How do you like that? I ask one question and a house falls in on me. <laughs> but if you know so much about flowers, Junior, why don't you give the lecture tonight? Well, Jimmy, I've got to run now to be on time for my new job. You've got a new job, Junior? Yes, I've got a new job, Jimmy. Well, tell me, where is your new job located, Junior? Well, my new job is located on an extremely exclusive equestrian estate called Exeter Acres, Virginia, Jimmy. Your new job is located on an extremely exclusive equestrian estate called Exeter uh, Acres, Virginia, Junior? <laughs> The new job is located on an extremely exclusive equestrian estate called Exeter Acres, Virginia, Jimmy. If I had a bass drum with me, this would be a good time to beat it. <laughs> but tell me, who's your new job with in an extremely exclusive exquacarium estate called Exeter Acres, Virginia, Junior? Well, my new job is with Marge and Mabel's Lodge and Abel Livery Stable on an extremely exclusive equestrian estate called Exeter Acres, Virginia, Jimmy. Your new job is with Marge and Mabel's Lodge and Abel Livery Stable on an extremely exclusive equestrian estate called Exeter Acres, Virginia, Junior. <laughs> Yes, my new job is with Marge and Mabel's Lodge and Abel Livery Stable on an extremely exclusive equestrian estate called Exeter Acres, Virginia, Jimmy. That's a thinker. But tell me, who do you wait for in your new job at Marge and Mabel's Lodge and Abel Livery Stable on an extremely exclusive equestrian estate called Exeter Acres, Virginia, Junior? What? Why, I work for one of the keys who feeds weeds and seeds to speedy seeds at Marge and Mabel's Lodge and Abel Livery Stable on an extremely exclusive equestrian estate called Exeter Acres, Virginia, Jimmy. You wait for one of the keys who feeds weeds and seeds to speedy seeds at Marge and Mabel's Lodge and Abel Livery Stable. And an extremely exclusive exeterity of state called Exactly Acres, Virginia, Junior. <laughs> yes, yes, I work for one of the keys to feed weeds and seeds to feed seeds to Marjorie Mabel's large neighbor livery stable on an extremely exclusive question of state collection of Acres, Virginia, Jimmy. Anybody want to buy my interest in this conversation? <laughs> Tell me, uh, what are you doing, you new job at one of the keys of feeds, weeds, and seeds, the speedy seeds that Marjorie Mabel's Marjorie Mabel's... <laughs> Junior! Why, I'm the scallywag who drags lagging knives for the feed bags for the key to feed, weeds, and seeds, the speedy seeds, the Marjorie Mabel's Marjorie Mabel's livery stable, and extremely exclusive question of the sacred ex-vegas Virginia, Jimmy. You're the scallywag who drags lagging knives... You're the feedback for the keys of feet, weeds, the seeds, and the speedy seeds at Marge and Mabel's Lodge and Mabel's Stable Stable on an extremely extrude escort family estate, Junior? <laughs> yes! Yes, I'm the Scully Wagon Drags, lighting nice for feedback for the key to feet, weeds, the seeds, the speedy seeds at Marge and Mabel's Lodge and Mabel's Lodge Stable on an extremely exclusive question of the sacred eggs in Virginia, Jimmy. Call up my congressman. It's a filibuster. <laughs> but tell me, can I be of any help in your new job as a Scully Wagon Drags, lighting nice for the feedback for the key to feet, weeds, and seeds, the speedy I hereby tender my surrender. <laughs> Jimmy, what's the matter? I regret 
I regret I've only got one tongue to give to my program. So you look a little bit winded and out of breath. Well, who wouldn't be after what you put me through? <laughs> Tell me something, Junior. How can you talk that fast? Well, it's very simple, Junior. It's a mere matter of the storing up of the proper amount of oxygen in the abdominal cavity, which lies just beneath the diaphragm. The gradual releasing of the stored up air passing through the epiglottis and over the larynx and just sufficient amount to allow for clear articulation, precise pronunciation. Good oh, night, folks. It's another filibuster. Good night, Mr. Durante. Good night, Mr. Moore. Good night, guys. Good night, Helen. <laughs> to the comedy caravan next week when once again we'll bring you the music of Roy Boggy and his orchestra, songs by Georgia Gibbs and laughed by Jimmy Durante and Gary Moore. In person. This is Howard Petrie saying we'll see you then. Oh.